Welcome back, guys, to the number one podcast of the number one show in the entire world. I am your host, C-H-A-D, Chaz. And I am, depending on how I feel, either R-O-N-N-Y or R-O-N-N-I-E, Ronnie. Welcome back, guys. And this is an Attack on Titan podcast. Heck yeah, it is. Chadley, my boy. How are we feeling this weekend? I am feeling terrific. I'm sounding better. I think this is the first time that you've gotten perhaps more than 10 hours of sleep in a weekend. I feel great, man. I've had a great weekend, a great weekend of slumber, a great weekend of rest. So what do you think that'll mean for the podcast? I think it's going to be one of our best ones yet. It's going to be one of our best ones yet? Yeah. I mean, I always think it's going to be our best one. I've never thought we've had a bad episode, but... All right. Well, let's just get right into it. All right. And by get right into it, I mean, let's not just talk about the episode quite yet. Let's make the people want it a little bit okay you promised me and the listeners last episode that you had a little story to tell i do i, I guess i will i'll make it quick so we can get yeah, we'll right make into it the quick episode, and but... if you're not interested in uh chaz's bullshit which i mean why would you be you can just fast forward a little bit and we'll talk about this new episode but he did promise it and if there's anything i'm gonna make him be it's a man of his word and i will deliver so Last weekend, as this we all know. This is like know, learn a little something about Chad at the beginning of the episode. It is. So, and basically what we do during that is we learn a little something about Chad. So strap it on, ladies and gents. So last weekend, as we all know, if you listen to the last episode, I was a little stuffy. Um, a know, little? I was doing great, but I had a wedding that I was a part you of. You sounded like you were speaking <laughs> out of your nose. That's how terrible it sounded. Okay, it did sound a little bad. I went back and listened. It didn't sound the greatest, but we had a few listeners say that it was kind of very sexy. So, And it was a bunch of chicks that said that, no dudes. Wow. Um, but even if they did, I mean, I'm all for it. But still, last weekend, the wedding. So I got very belligerent, and that is why I sounded like that. Right. It uh, attributed to the cause. Mm-hmm. And basically, the night before the wedding, I was with the soon-to-be groom, and we were stopping by Kroger before the wedding we went. wedding eve. Wedding eve, sorry. And we were going to pick up a bunch of drinks and, you know, drink it up the night water, before. Water, milk. Well, not water or milk because uh, we're men, Ronnie, oh, and we all know you only drink water and milk, and it's a little weird. Well, you might have just outed me, but that is true. Well, yeah. I guess they all know now. Yeah. Even though it looks like you drink a lot more than that. So, my buddy, uh, I guess we'll call him... Kyle's for this. Yep, Sebastian. Sebastian, okay. My buddy Sebastian, we stop and get a giant Smirnoff ice. And for those of you that don't know, there's a thing called icing someone. And that is right. when... It's like, uh, I've seen it on Cake Boss. They do some great work. <laughs> yeah, well, we know you've seen a lot of Cake Boss, but no, this is a different <laughs> type of ice. <laughs> Basically, icing is when... You trick someone into seeing a Smirnoff ice, and if they see it by surprise, they have to chug the entire bottle. Wow, sounds incredibly lame. <laughs> so, I grabbed the biggest one you could get. It mm-hmm. was gigantic, and it yeah. was the orange screwdriver one, so it's probably about five cups of sugar in it. Um, I place it, so I tell him that I'm giving it to one of the other groomsmen, and he's like, oh, dude, that'll be that's an awesome idea. So, we get to the Airbnb. We're all chilling, having a good time. He actually said, hey, uh, Chad, you know we're not in high school anymore, right? He did. And I was like, well, you know what? We're bringing back old times, buddy. So I put it under the table and I said, hey, uh, Sebastian, 
can you move your shoes for me, please? I don't have any foot room. And he looks under the table, and there's a gigantic Smirnoff ice. So oh, got it. Got him good. He chugged three-fourths of it, which I was surprised by. It was so big. But he got three-fourths of the way done, and he's like, I fucking hate you, bro. If I am hungover from my wedding, I'm going to be pissed. And I was like, dude, you'll be fine. Just keep drinking. So... Next day comes, we're all hungover, so, you know, he's a little mad at me, Mission whatever. failed. We're drinking a bunch of water, getting our haircuts, we're doing guy stuff, we're messing around, we all slept in the same room, same bed, and we get to the wedding. You're like, guy stuff, haircuts together. It's a beautiful wedding. Trimming First up off, beards. Congratulations to Sebastian, beautiful wedding. We go through the whole thing, the whole night, he gets married. We're having our little dance. We're doing all that bullshit. You and Sebastian are dancing? <laughs> no, I, I'll i talk about dancing later. Isn't but. that supposed to be the groom and the bride, not the groom and chef? Well, they have their dance, okay? And then he goes to the son and mother dance. And right. all, all the groomsmen and bridesmaids. Which is with who? Which is with himself and his mother. Okay, so you're still not dancing at this point. No, not yet. It's coming up, Ronnie. Well, you said we have our little dance. So I didn't... I've got some moves, buddy. And uh, so basically he's doing his little dance with his mom. We're all in tears almost because we're like, damn, my little, little my little buddy of 10 years is getting married and he's going to move on with his life and not talk to me ever. And I still don't have a girlfriend and my mom, my dad are not proud of me because I'll probably never have a future. And right. a lot of thoughts are going through our heads. Hey, you've got a very below average podcast on the come up though. So that is true. Of course, after this story, I can't imagine how many people are clicking <laughs> the off. The story's so, lasting a little long. So but. probably not for long. <laughs> but uh, anyways, he gets done dancing with his mom, and he's coming back to the table with all the grooms and bridesmaids, and I'm looking at my buddy to the left, and I just hear a clank on the table, and I turn over, and he pulls out a Smirnoff ice that he had in his jacket pocket the entire wedding night. Wow. Waiting for this moment. In front of everyone to me. The most badass Smirnoff ice I've ever seen in my life. So, obviously, I twist off the cap while everything's going on yeah. and just chug that bitch in front of everybody. Made the wedding about you. I did. Sounds I made like it about me. Wow, that sounds like a great friendship moment. Doesn't make me jealous at all. Uh, can we talk about Attack on Titan now? Let's talk about Attack on Titan now. But anyway, moral of the story, guys, you'll never have a Smirnoff ice as badass as that. So, Deceiver. So, so whoever's still here, Deceiver. <laughs> Whoever is still listening to this <laughs> shitty-ass podcast, here we go. Deceiver, episode 70, Gabby and Falco. Yep, season 4, episode 11. What did you think? I thought it was definitely one of the most... Uh, out of season 4, it's probably on the lower end, as in like information-wise and stuff. But at the same time, it sums up the entire story perfectly. And it's just, it's Yama son. These, this is not for the casual fan of Attack on Titan. This is for the people that enjoy the show and how sometimes the writing just comes back full circle. And it's just fucking amazing. Yeah, I think, I think people are, some people who aren't as into the characters might not like this episode too much because even I coming into this episode, I thought they might pick up the pace a little bit uh they did not but i still liked it i thought it was a good episode 
It was fun seeing the way they tied back to some old minor characters. We'll yep. get to that. I thought it was a great episode for Falco. And, uh, poor Gabby, you know, we'll get to her. But uh, that's yeah. just that's one of his strengths of uh, this show is how he just ties in minor characters and has like later importance for them. Yeah. But yeah, we start off with Gabby in the jail cell and. I thought she was pregnant in this moment. I really, I'm going to be honest, I thought she was pregnant. Hey, well, I didn't because that would be weird. Well, not really because Falco's got a crush on her and she is losing her shit in this bed. Like she is about to just birth out a child. Well, Did that not ring any? uh, No. Did that ring any? Well, uh, you know what, Chad? I've never been pregnant in a (laughs) jail cell. So no, it didn't ring any bells to me. Well, you, you look pregnant. But yeah, she was losing her shit. Falco, you know, he's he's like, my girl's pregnant. I think he said that to the guard. The guard comes rushing in, and Gabby's pulling one of her tricks again, man. This girl is a savage. Gets She has a brick in, what is it, like a sock? Like a pillowcase. Pillow, yeah, brick in a pillowcase, which, why would you give her a pillowcase? <laughs> and just beats the dog shit out of this prison guard yeah i don't think she was gonna hit him until uh he called her missy don't you know yeah don't call a girl missy yeah well i mean you can if that's her name but that's not her name i mean if it's first of all what a weird name second of all the only time you can be like oh what are you up to little missy that's what you can and usually it's like what i say to my dog it's not yeah you don't say it to a 12 year old uh soldier trained soldier yeah trained warrior i guess just seems a little degrading don't call him missy yeah, she uh, she pulls out her inner Aaron, season one Aaron, and just beats him to death. This just reminded me of nine year old Aaron and Mikasa. It's just brutal, dude. This this show sometimes like watching a child beat a grown man to death with a brick is actually pretty damn brutal. But this show just treats it as it's just like another another day of Attack on Titan. Falco's just like, wait, that's overkill, and then moving on. Yeah, and then they just move on like it was nothing. But her and Falco, they escape from prison and they're running off. You know, they're and Falco's asking how any of this is actually going to help their cause. And he says that that guy was actually worried about you. And Gabby says you cannot trust these devils, Zeke, or anyone anymore. So, I guess so. We know where her mind sets at. Yeah. And Falco's like, "What did I do? You can't trust me." Yeah. Uh, which I'm with Falco right here, like. I get you're trying to escape. You might eventually die, but in the end of things, like you're kind of not help. If you get caught, like you're you're definitely dead now. Like they had the possibility yeah, of surviving point, at this point. Yeah, I mean Falco's probably thinking like he's probably slowed down and thought, okay, think about what we did. We got onto their zeppelin. We killed one of their uh, comrades. We took a pretty bad beating from that handsome lad with the <laughs> red swoop and his game. <laughs> But other than that, like we went to our prison cell, they've been feeding us. We had pillowcases. Yeah, <laughs> he's like they were nice enough to give us pillowcases, and you just beat the fuck out of them with it. But I always like a good, uh, what's it called, scene, like a brutal scene where somebody just keeps beating the shit out. Yeah, of Yeah, I know you. You're, I always like that type you're of pretty, stuff. You're uh, pretty dark in the head, and I know you like that sort of thing. Like when Aaron was smashing Porco's face in the ground yeah. repeatedly. I kind of like that. I know you do freak so we go to reiner where he wakes up um and it's very similar to episode two 
of this season. Where yeah, I, I had to pause it. I wasn't sure if I was looking at Reiner Braun or Snow White the way he was laying so poetically. He does. He sleeps. He's a good sleeper. I did notice. I don't that. think this is this is not proper sleeping form. This is not how you're supposed to sleep. He's gonna what? kill his back. No, dude, he's fine. He's a titan. He can just regen it, dude. He can't regen his broken soul. That's you're right about that one. But uh, Porco and Peek are just staring at him, and you know he's working with a pretty nice bod here. I I don't. It's nothing like Aaron's. Yeah. I, but he's got some nice abs. Uh, I mean, I, nothing like Aaron's, like I said. <laughs> Nobody's is like Aaron's. No, yeah, this is a nice body. It's just... Uh, he's got some broad shoulders. Right. But it's not anything like Aaron. He, he's he got the kind... He's working hard in the gym, but he's not only eating, uh, you know, dried chicken and... Rice. Rice. Like, yeah, he's he, got a little bit more going on in the diet, and it's... For for like a nice bulk muscle. Yeah, he has a couple cheat days. He's not one of these guys that never has any cheat days. Like, and I respect that because who wants to eat like that their his, whole life? For this body, his lifestyle is way more health healthy than Aaron's. Wait, what do you and, mean by that? Because Aaron, the way his body looks, like I mean, yeah, he's hot as hell, but he is extremely dehydrated. Like he's got no water weight on him. He's just no. shredded. He, he has a little water weight on him. I think he found the creatine source in Marley, though, and that's where... The only water weight on him is his hair that's dripping wet because he keeps... He's like acting like he's yeah. getting some water in his mouth, but he's really just putting it all over his shredded body. And I am dripping wet from you talking about him. But Porco asks if he's having nightmares and then says that... Porco then says, I wish this was a dream. So... Porco's not having too fun either. I what I don't get about this though is how Porco seemed like he got more of an ass beating than Reiner, but Reiner was still conked out longer. I guess because his mindset's so fucked up right now. That's true. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I would say it's probably just like emotional trauma for Reiner. God, poor Reiner. Dude. Which, how about him. a thank you, Porco? Yeah, you said Por- that when we were watching. I did. Porco should definitely thank Reiner. I think Reiner just needs a big old hug. From por- not even Porco, just anyone. Someone, just anyone willing to give one. For the love of God, someone hug this man. <laughs> Reiner says, though, that the last thing he remembers is Gabby and Falco's voice and asks where they are. And that just made me sad because the only thing that's helping him to keep moving forward are these children. I heard their voices, huh? Reiner! That was such a good scene. He was like, and it was annoying as fuck. He's like, why would they just let me sleep? (laughs) They were were extremely loud. (laughs) But yeah, that that was just like the uh, an episode like ten of season one, I think, or some sometime back then when Armin is yelling at Aaron inside the Titan, and Aaron's just like taking a good old nap. It's like he's back in his old house. He's like, what is Armin talking about? I'm just sleeping. But yeah, then we go straight into the OP banger as always. And we go back to Falco and Crazy Pants, Gabby. They're at like a beautiful pond area. Yeah, beautiful uh, setup here. Yeah, just gorgeous. And Falco says that, you know, they're pretty far off because they ran throughout the entire night. All right, so let's break. This is what you come to the Podcast Chronicles for. Yep. Most people would skip over this. They ran all night. All Well, he I'm, said pretty much all night. So, I'm sure well, they took it's When interval. they left, the sun was setting. Yep. So I'm guessing like a, like a 7 o'clock-ish ordeal. All right. 
And then this next morning, like, the sun is already up. So I'm thinking, once again, 738. Yeah, and we'll, you know, obviously not a 12-hour straight straight run. He seemed he said pretty much all night. So I'm assuming they ran far, took a little breather. So I give you 11 to 12 hours. How far is Chaz making it? 11 to 12 hours, dude. I'm making it. We, we're in Georgia right now. I am, if the sea had land... I would be all the way in Japan right now under a cherry blossom tree. Just 12, 13 hours, that's where you're at? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll put you know some actual numbers on it since I'm not fake like you. You know, I'm taking this seriously. I'll say maybe two miles, three, Ronnie, maybe running. three if I saw a Krispy Kreme hot light on in the distance. Three, uh, three miles in 12 hours? Okay, that sounds pretty If I see the Krispy Kreme hot light. Other than oh, okay. that, probably just two. Don't forget about that part because I'm not trying to overshoot here. I want well, to get like a real answer. Uh, well, you know what? I like that you're real on this podcast. So I'll change my answer. 11 to 12 hours. Uh, I'll say a solid 15 miles. Or wow. No, 20. I'll go, I'll go full marathon. Okay. Full marathon. Because I'm going to take some breathers. I'm, right. not, I'm not psycho like Gabby and Falco. I'm going to take a little breathers, but I'm going to full marathon. Great. So Falco tells Gabby to take off her stupid armband um, that we aren't cattle raised by Marley, you dumb bitch. Okay, now he doesn't say that. Wow, Falco got intense there. He's definitely thinking that. Um, that would have been the first thing I did, by the way, if I was a Marley and Eldian, was take off my armband as well, soon as I basically what Falco, I mean, Falco, we, <clears throat> we didn't even see his, so. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, what? And then she said... Or, I'm sorry, Falco said, why would you even still have that on? We're just going to stand out with that. And she says, no one's going to see it, especially if they're not a soldier. Only soldiers would know about it. Yeah, someone <sighs> needs to tell Gabby, hey, it's not a football game where you're going as a fan of the visiting team and you know maybe you get booed or a drunk guy punches you. This armband could potentially mean life or death, you moron. Yeah. Take it off. So yeah, Falco treats... Not to mention, yellow is so not her color. It's not, dude. It's not her color. She's more of a red type girl. She's more fall colors, I would say. Yeah, she needs that red on her. She needs one of those titans, and she needs to only live 13 years, because this bitch is annoying. But Falco keeps trying to talk sense into her, and she's just as brainwashed as it gets, Ronnie. What do you think about that? Is this bitch the most brainwashed chick in this entire show i mean falco says everything i need to say he just says gabby you're acting like a crazy person yeah enough said hey but she just wants answers from zeke before they both get killed which i'm with her on that after such a bold move of getting on that zeppelin you would have thought mm. that she would have had some point where she was like wow this was actually pretty fucking stupid i shouldn't have done this i just like basically killed myself but she doesn't ever have that she's just a hundred percent in the whole time and She's Falco like, doesn't know how to react. She's like a suicidal suicidal maniac that just charges in not thinking about others. Kind of reminds me of somebody else from the early days. But she tells Falco to not follow her and just do whatever the hell he wants. And uh, he then reaches and grabs her stupid freaking armband and says, Okay, I will do what I want. Yeah. Which ripped off way easier than I was expecting. Yeah, it was like a shitty Velcro. Yeah, I which, thought these were like legit armbands, but no, these things... 
Shows you how much they really care about the Eldians. They give them shitty Velcro. What a pain to try and keep this thing on all the time. But that's when she throws him. She grabs his shirt, throws him to the ground, and gets on top of him. Whoa. And Falco's thinking, mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) Said one way or another. I knew this would work. But she yells at him to give it back. And she says a good Eldian, that she's a good Eldian, and without that, she's just the same as these island devils. Not only that, she screams Screaming. Like, uh, hey, Gabby, I know we're outside, but let's practice our inside voices. Or even if you don't want to do that, maybe just a normal outside voice would be fine. Quit screaming when you're on the run. She is pretty terrifying. Um, Idiot. Falco calls her crazy again. And she just says for him to leave her alone. Now listen, we've got some flack over this over the past couple months. I don't want to be too bold, but I will say this. Gabby is displaying some actions that you would also find in that of a cunt. Okay? Yeah. Can we all agree? I'm not saying she is one. Yeah, we're not saying she is. All I'm saying is she's done about 12 things so far this episode, and 11 and a half of them, other than when she got on top of Falco kind of seductively, were pretty cunt-like. I agree. Um, But we're not saying she's a cunt. No. We're just saying she's... Did you hear me say that? No, I didn't. All right. I'm just saying she's displaying actions of thy cunt. Yes. And then that's when she has tears in her eyes and says, why did you have to come here, Falco? You didn't have to die, too. And then that's when I kind of was like, okay, that's not... That's why I made my point right there, because when she said that, it was kind of 11 and a half out of 13 things she's done so far. That was kind of sweet. Dude, she is just such, like, little baby Aaron being a... She might be worse than Aaron. I don't know, man. Aaron, she might be. I, she know, might be. Aaron used recency to Recency bias, man. I will you know, call myself out for that, but phew. I would just call it sex, uh, sexist Wait, bias what? is what I would call it. Oh, is that what you would call it? Uh, I think just because she's a girl, you are saying she's worse than Aaron, and I don't like that. Mr. Yelling at people that Hanji's a female when what? She, no. she can be whatever she wants to be. No, I said she. I, I would let her do whatever she wants to me if she was a guy or a girl. I just imagine her as a girl, and... I would imagine her as a girl, even if she was doing me. <laughs> Moving on. Just then, the little girl that Sasha saved, which... Wow, not burying the lead at all, are you? <laughs> Just jumping right into it. I'm jumping in, bro. It was so obvious. We're not going to say her name. That comes a little later. so on. obvious. <laughs> she pokes her head out of the woods and asks them where they came from. All right, hey, no BS. When I first saw this little chick... Well, don't call her a little chick. You thought she was Zofia. No, I thought, well, I did kind of notice that. I thought she was some sort of woodland fairy. That would have been pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like something about the way she looked. Yeah. I was like, whoa, is is there fairies in Attack on Titan now? Just like her whole get up or whatever. I hadn't seen anything like an Attack on Titan before. You're kind of right now that you say, I kind of would have enjoyed that. A little fairy scene. Yeah, I thought she was getting ready to flutter into the scene and... (laughs) Gabby says, though, that they hated their home and ran away as she slowly grabs a rock from behind her. This bitch is crazy. She's like, we ran away from it all. But then did you notice she was saying that like a happy-go-lucky? She's like, yeah, we ran away from it all. We just had to get out of there. And as she's grabbing a rock, which I imagine uh, Tinkerbell over here can see, she goes, 
and we can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out the, the Batman voice. And she's like, uh, okay, uh, you guys hungry? But no, Gabby, this, like, the whole scene with the guard in the prison and then this right here, she displays just a phenomenal actor. She's been focusing on acting. I mean, it's... Well, she doesn't really finish the drill. She starts off the great acting, then she goes, and we can't go back. Dude, I'm telling that all to murder you. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Fuck. That prison scene was terrifying, bro. I really thought a baby was going to pop out of her. That was... She, what are you doing with that? I did it not. That's like no. a pregnant lady without morphine. Moving on. Okay. How many pregnant women have you seen without morphine? What, you just hanging out in delivery my, rooms, Chaz? My mom birthed my sister without morphine, and that is why she's stupid now. You were three years old. You didn't. Even, you weren't even there. I was. God. I mean, was there? I just. I can remember. I've got a good memory, dude. You were at your own doctor's appointment on the other side of the hospital. <sighs> Idiot. Anyways. The girl asks if they are hungry and that she lives nearby and that they should just follow her. And this is just such a good moment, dude. I, this really just brings tears to my heart. Whenever children are helping other children out... Brings Chaz, tears to your heart? Yeah. You never cried from your heart? <laughs> what a stupid sentence. You call trying, that stupid? Yeah, trying to be all emotional. It just really brings tears to my heart. Yeah, you've never had flutters in your heart where you just feel like your heart's crying? Are you not an emotional guy, Ronnie? I've had my heartstrings pulled. Well, that's... No, I, okay, that's a little lame. I'm just saying, man, I've I've got, like... To all the chicks listening, I'm a pretty emotional guy. People, people have said, man, I've... Well, if you're a girl that's actually interested in this buffoon across from me, you better grab some Kleenex because his heart's crying. I would just like a little, a warm hug around my heart. Just a little blanket around it. But they follow her to a ranch with horses. And this is a beautiful ranch. If I was in Attack on Titan, this is where I would want to be. Absolutely. And Couldn't agree more. While they wait for the girl to... Well, not only while they wait, she tells them to wait like 50 yards away from the front door. Which I thought was a bit excessive. Well, you know why. I know, but like she okay. couldn't... They weren't, they weren't going to hear you if you had like a inside voice conversation and they were off the front porch steps. She's like, you guys wait there. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, I'm just saying this Kaya girl, I just spilled the beans on her name. She's a little more aware of things than we think. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes inside to get Sasha's dad. I'm just going to come out and say it. Sasha's dad. This is his freaking ranch. Browse's how do you? <clears throat> Whoa, how do you, you say it? Browse? Right? Yeah, Browse? I, bl- I believe that's correct. So yeah, she goes to get uh, Sasha's dad, and while she's inside, Gabby is already planning to just bear back one of these horses and ride off. And Falco's like, you don't even know how to ride a horse. <laughs> this is our second time ever seeing a horse. But she says she's not going to share a mill with these devils. Now, listen, I know this is like a big thing in some cultures or, you know, shows where you don't share meals with people you don't respect or trust. I do not subscribe to that. I'll eat with anyone. Okay. Yeah, that's a good take, Ronnie. Um, I've never seen you eat with anyone. You're always eating alone. And well, I mean, I'm not saying most of my meals are consumed between midnight and 6 a.m. while laying in my bed, but 
if someone's offering me something free like, food, you know, I don't really care what you've done, who you are. If it's free, just we don't really have to talk, but I'll eat right there with you. It's not a problem. Okay. So Kaya comes back out and tells them to come inside for a nice warm meal, and Falco tells Gabby to shut the hell up and come inside. He will do the talking. Which he should have said that a long time ago. Seriously. I mean, this girl is cray cray. Reminds me of a lot of my exes. Well, no, well, not that she's not being like a twelve-year-old. No. Just how many is a lot when you only have two? You didn't have to say that in front of the whole podcast. It's just you know, a lot is a subjective term. So I just wanted well, to define what a lot was to you, and apparently in this case, it's two. Two is two is more than zero. So zero as in none. Fred says, "Well, I don't know if this guy's name's Fred, but." <laughs> I did call him Fred a couple episodes ago, so we're going to roll we know, it. We know that you've got the book on this guy, so. Fred, a lovely gentleman that had a terrific episode two episodes ago, says that... Who's really into free food, if you remember correctly. My goodness. Fred, yeah, he greets them. And as he greets them, uh, he then says, Are y'all a couple of youngins that have ran away? And who might you be? In his little country accent. Yeah. And then that's when Falco realizes they ha- that they have a Southern Marlian accent, which is pretty cool because he doesn't mention a Southern Eldian accent right. from Marley, but an actual Marlian accent. And then Falco greets them as siblings, Ben and Mia. And he says they ran away from home and they'll do whatever work that they need as they take a bow. And he forces Gabby to bow to. And then that's when Fred says... Yank got a bow, youngins, and asked them to eat breakfast and stay as long as you like. I like how this guy Fred's getting more and more country as you go. You're getting more confident with your okay with your accent. Well, I am born and raised in the South, brother. So we have a beautiful breakfast from Fred's wife. Uh, <laughs> By beautiful. Terrible fucking breakfast. You don't think this is a beautiful oh. breakfast? Oh, like, oh, here's breakfast. They put a bowl out filled with beans, carrots, some nondescriptive green vegetable. These people live mm. on a farm. No eggs. I mean, the island is world-renowned for their pig piss. You have guests. Break out some bacon. What are we doing? Jesus I Christ. guess you are kind of right. It's not as beautiful as I thought. Um, it looks like the horse's food. Does it not? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like the scraps from dinner of the past night. I don't care how broke you are. Beans and carrots. That's not breakfast. Maybe that's like a lunch stew. Dude, remember like 30 minutes ago? Or not even. Thir- more like five minutes ago. You're like, I will eat whatever with I anyone. I mean, listen. I'll, gladly I'll eat it. I'll eat it. But you called it a beautiful breakfast. It's not. Terrible breakfast. I meant beautiful wife. Sorry. Fred's beautiful wife has a shitty breakfast. How does? How is that? Also, I, I would also like to point out, before they sat down for breakfast, Falco was kind of making his point about how they were going to work. He, too, was screaming at the top of his lungs. Falco, they seem like nice people. You're inside. Your work's done. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, he's you're not a pretty bad be. actor. Gabby kind of outdoes him on the acting. Anyway, onward from this terrible breakfast that Gabby, you know, it wasn't even the fact that she didn't want to eat with these people. She just genuinely, she was like, wow. I have to eat beans and carrots before 9 a.m.? Are you kidding me? 
Well, they learned from the best. They uh, went to some guy's restaurant, a Marleyan's restaurant, and this is what he was making, so they're just repeating it. I don't think they've been yet. Well, yes, they have, according to Fred. But Gabby loses her shit once Sashi's mommy puts her hand on her head, and Fred then explains that she's probably had it rough. Uh, who was, what is Fred's wife's name? Is Fred trying to say that she was abused? Yeah, that's what it, I think that's kind of what he's... All right, saying here. Quit making so many assumptions, Wish. Fred. He's not wrong. Flock did beat the living dog shit out of her, which she mostly deserved. Well, from a great guy like Flocky. Or Flotch. Is it Flock or Flotch? <laughs> Flotch Forrester. <laughs> I'm not even giving you the time of day. Okay, just, whatever. Just sit in your sit in your mispronunciation of names joke. Wow. You already I, went you already went flocky and you went, you know what, that's not good enough. Let me come back with a flotch too. Well Flocky, once I start liking a character, I give him a nickname, Flocky. But then I realized, wait, what if his name's pronounced Flock or Flotchy? Or not Flotchy. Flock or Flotch. You're having a terrible podcast. This is our worst episode ever. It might be the worst one yet. You're right. I'm sorry, guys. Um, let me see, where was I at? These are fucking shitty notes. So yeah, they start chowing down, saying the food is delicious. <laughs> what a lie. Um, Gabby can't even eat because she's shaking so much. Um, she just can't believe she's in the same room as these devils. And as she's eating, we then go to a perfect transition to the man himself at the port with Kiyomi, Zachary, Zachary. Yep. Kiyomi is congratulating them on the victory that the brave Eldians had. And we then go to the quote of the day from Chazzy Chad. Well, it's the week because we only do one of these a week. And this is what I call the Q-U-O-D quote of the day. Zachary says, we're deeply honored. Welcome to the world's most dangerous island. Welcome to the world's most fishy island. You're going to love it. And then it flashes to him putting a butt funnel in one of the prisoner Marleyans. It's like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. You're right. This place is dangerous. You're going to love it. And it does smell fishy. Ew. This, guy, this guy's been eating some of Niccolo's food. Then Kiyomi says that they must witness in person about how dangerous this is. And then asks, and then Zachary asks about a craft that they have now, which is just covered with tarp. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's like, what? You know, that iceberg stone is delicate. You don't want any water getting in that. And then she says that this may just be the world's first flying boat powered by iceberg stone, and that with it, we will ascertain the true power of the rumbling. Which is kind of like what we didn't really understand what a flying boat had to do with the rumbling. And then I mentioned this, because this is the only thing I could think of, if the Colossal Titans are released with the rumbling, they would have to cross the sea to get to land. Oh, yeah, I forgot when I was laughing at you having one of the Titans fly one of, one of these planes. <laughs> well, I they either fly the plane or they just swim across. But if they're swimming, why is there necessary for a boat plane? This plane's like big enough for two people and Chad's got like a Titan knees spread out. 60 meter Colossal Titan flying it. No, but I think what it's for is they're gonna they're gonna be boating next to these colossal swimming. 
I think it's just going to be like Michael Phelps colossal They titans. just have impeccable form. It's like a dog. They just know how to swim. It's going to be great. But then we, we go to the Capitol, or at least an important monumental building. I think me and you kind of just... It's a just, great way to describe it. Yeah. And the man, the myth, the legend himself... It's this guy. Mr. Ron... Or not, sorry, not Ronnie. Flagle. I'm right here, Chad. I am the man, thank you, but yes... We're talking about Flagle. He still looks well-fed. Good for him. And others are asking Hanji if the rumors are true about Aaron and the volunteers being detained. He's no like, comment at this time. He's like, we want answers. Why must Shiganshina evacuate? The Reefs companies built this city back to its former glory, and now you want to evacuate it? She says to ask the military police... And then we have newspaper man number one say that the Jaeger's victory has helped the Eldians and that all Eldians should have a voice on if Aaron should be imprisoned or not. Um, the newspaper man, he's always, this guy's always speaking truth. Yeah, these guys are always around, you know, they're, they're, they're all about good journalism nowadays. You know, they before are. they were kind of paid off by the military police, they had a... They had a you know real moral dilemma that they figured out, and now they're just doing good old journalism. And Hanji's son, they have so much trust in her because she she's the one that gave them the truth. Mm-hmm. She she spilled the beans on everything, and now they're like, now you're turning your back on us, Hanji. She's got all this weight on her shoulders. You lose one eye, and you start acting different, huh? And so then we have newspaper man number two. He says, Hanji, you once mustache. said. He's a mustachioed man. Yeah. Newspaper mustache man number two says, Hanji, you once said, taxpayers decide what to make of information. And God damn it, we finally got some taxpayer talk back on this podcast. All right. Let's yes. Go. We've been saying this since season one. We love tax talk around Attack God, on Titan. it's so good, man. Why do they not make, mention these taxpayers in, like anymore? Yeah. I don't know. God. Nothing gets Ronnie and Chad <clears throat> hyped more than tax talk. Yeah, she says the situation has changed, though, and the meaning is different. And then Flagle says that he knows that she's had it rough, but just look me in the eyes, Hanji. (laughs) Or look me in the eyes, Hanji. And tell me I can trust you. And I'll look back at your eye. That's what he should have said. Yeah, that would have been good if he said that. That would have been kind of like a a slap back. Because she's got one eye, is what I was saying. Yeah, well, we we get that. You don't have to be a dick to Hanji. Okay, but... All right, and this just brings back the good memories of her and Flagel being a great team. Um, great team. They did some great stuff, you know, back in season three, and it's just, just a great callback. And Hanji's still just looking sexy as ever in her business attire, even though she looks half man. I would still just slurp a derp. So, All right, so moving on, she goes into the building for a meeting. <laughs> What is that? Keep You're, going. Okay. Says, so you four are the ones that leaked the information of Aaron being arrested. Holger, Wim, Luis, and Flock Forrester, baby. God, I've loved this guy from day one. Got this it. guy's always been my guy. And how great does this guy look? His hair. Oh, my God. His face. Incredible. His sleek. Deme- his demeanor. I would describe him as sleek. And he's awesome. He's my... And he, love this guy. I, I love it. And he instantly just says, devil, as soon as she walks in. And he, she's like, what? And he's like, oh, sorry, that's just my favorite word. 
He's like he's like Gabby. He uses devil in the different tints of Gabby. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. This guy is a fucking G, bro. It's a sentence enhancer. He can sprinkle it in here, there. Just can mean all sorts of different things. Flock says, Aaron, <clears throat> Aaron should be free. Sorry. He Aaron. hasn't done anything wrong. He got us victory. He said, oh. Oh, he won. Whoops. Sorry about that part where he won. Yeah. Sorry that he helped all of us Eldians on this island. Speak the damn truth, Flock. Let's fucking go. Wow, what a change of tone Wait, from you, Ronnie. Oh my god, I've never Can't said help a single, thing. never said a bad thing about Flock. Someone point me to an area where I did. Cannot help but think that you're just an FAB. So, and that's Love. for anybody asking. That's a fake ass bitch. No one's asking. That's what happens when you you're use, a fab, dude. That's what happens when you keep using acronyms that no one cares about. They stop asking, but you explain them anyway. He says, "Victory in the rumbling for the sake of Eldia." Aaron saved the lives of everyone in the New Eldian Empire. Come flock signing up for the Aaron fan club. I love it. I love him just talking. He always, I think on the Zeppelin, he said something about the New Eldian Empire too, which is a little dangerous talk. It's like, oh, you might want to calm down there a little bit, bud. But, I, I mean, I love it. He's all Team Aaron. He's going to follow the devil. He's been following the devil since Erwin, and now the devil's Aaron. This guy loves devils. He does. Hanji says there's no guarantee that the rumbling will work, though, and it's no more than a myth at this moment. And then he says, well, yeah, only because you have Aaron locked up. <laughs> Boom, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way. And then that's when he says, can we waste time at this rate? The victory is just for nothing. Oh, Hanji, did you just get burned? Oh, wait, it's just Flox hair. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. uh, show me what that crotch looking like boy and oh that's it's red for sure and then he says Aaron Yeager will lead our country release him at once Flock fucking Forster the man of reason god he just became a knight fasten your fucking seatbelt Ronnie Flock right. is in town <laughs> oh you yeah. strap this on Somebody bend over. Well, Hanji can bend over because that's what Flock's doing to her right now. Hanji then pulls her inner she's Zeke. Like, oh, oh, oh. She's like, all I saw was red. I'm like, wait, were you bleeding? Just, no. Just, it was hair everywhere. Fucking fire forest down there. Hanji pulls her inner Zeke, though, with her glasses fogged up and says, you may be right about that. So she's acknowledging that Flock is just the man of reason and everything he says is just, just the truth. And she made the decision to do Zeke's plan and she's not going to tolerate any disobedience. You'll all be tried for leaked classified info. Mm. So Hanji isn't having it, bro. This is what I like about Hanji. She keeps it real. Yep. Flock might be speaking the truth, but nah, bitch. Go to jail, bitch. This is the most real. We got realness on both sides. No yeah. one's being fake. Hanji's going to be real. Oh, Flock over here. Him and the gang are going to be real because, yes, they're going to be confined for leaking information out about Aaron. But, oh, that just gives my boy Flock the perfect opportunity for a little quote of the week action. Because oh, he says, yeah. if it's for the sake of humanity, so fucking be it. Woo! <laughs> Flock Forrester is Wait, on the move. Jess, this is the sound of the flamethrower that okay. Flock... <laughs> oh, Yes. And that's just his crotch. It's not even a yeah, flame. That's, that's just what he his calls crotch. it. That's what he calls his dick. 
Oh, I fucking love Flock, bro. You were not Team Flock in season three, but that's fine. Welcome to the club, buddy. What? No, I've loved this guy from day one. <laughs> Hanji-san then remembers Sonus's words as he says, when one role is done, another steps in to start the act again. Good luck, Hanji. And poor old Hanji. Everyone's left the room now, and she's starting to have a mini panic attack because... She's just bearing so much weight on her shoulders. Yeah, I feel really bad for her. She does. It's, yeah. it's getting to her. It is getting to her. It's it's rough. I mean, we saw Erwin. He had problems with it, too. Now Levi's got to be like the leash for Zeke, so she's just left with old Zachary Zackley helping her yeah. out. And, you know, Pixies can only do so much to help. She's, just, she's got a lot on her plate. Yeah, and Flagel's yelling at her, and her and Flagel used to be best buds. It's just rough right now. Um so she has her mini panic attack, but then she just says, I'm pooped. And that's the same words that Peak spoke, you know, a few episodes ago. And it's just adorable when they say that they're pooped. I just want to be there for them. Yeah, because nothing uh, makes me think adorable than poop. Yeah, you're, you're right. And she's just looking cute as hell. And she says, you know what? No. Her hair looks really good here. It does. Like her a hair nice messy bun. It's cute. Love she it. says, I need to investigate more. You know what Hanji's doing? She's just going to keep moving forward. No matter what's in her way, she's going to keep moving forward. You go, girl. We're cheering for you. Girl power, even though she's a man. Yeah, you go whatever you want to be. Well, whatever she is, I'm here for it. Let me tell you. Same here, brother. We go to the cell of Luis... One of the <laughs> what? Uh, just you know, have you? Can you name a forty-five or a Louise that's less than forty-five years old? Yeah, Louise uh, from Attack on Titan, season four, episode eleven. Just uh, it's an old, it's an old lady name, is what I'm okay. trying to get at. Okay? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying now. I don't think we got a whole lot of fifteen-year-old Louises making TikToks nowadays. <laughs> you're probably right about that one twerking on tiktok like <laughs> oh what's your oh my name's louise it's like wow you really backed that thing up nice louise of course you would where say are that. your parents of course you said something about a 15 year old backing it up and this is where i tell you once again well, was, be careful it was role playing dude i was yeah it's uh, weird that you want to role play with a 15 year old <laughs> hey man hey, just, you do you man i'm gonna these stay 15 year old here. tiktokers are making a bunch of money if you don't oh. you sometimes you got to get in the game you got to get a little dirty and you know you're offering oh. them some money because you're just leaving money on the table well, if you're... just just know i am not a part of this conversation chadley is six feet away right now we are social distancing you just I'm... keep investing in dogecoin and i'll invest <laughs> okay i'm i'm social distancing from this conversation dude <laughs> but yeah we got Louise. we'll not mention anything else about her again who uh is led to her cell by mikasa and she asks mikasa if she's been in this cell before weird fucking yeah, question it is weird mikasa says no what kind of fucking question is that <laughs> Louise says oh that's a shame she like goes so. and sits on the bed and looks on the ground and on the ground right next to the bed it's got carved out it just says mikasa <laughs> she's like that bitch she then says she doesn't regret what she did if victory is the ultimate goal. And Flock is just rubbing off on her. I mean, this guy, Flock, he's the end game of this story, I think. I think he's going to be the last man standing. 
And she says, obeying laws isn't end all be, is it, Mikasa? And Mikasa tells her to be quiet, that she'll be here even longer if she keeps up that talk. So she says that she's the same person as she was the day that she was saved by Mikasa. And we get a flashback in season one when Mikasa cuts down that titan in front of uh, Reeves, old yeah, man Reeves. old man Reeves, who... What a dickhead he, he was. Yeah. I forgot how much of a dick face that guy was. Yeah. Greedy bastard. Hogging all the food. That is literally you in season one. That guy was a bad egg. That I'm not even kidding. You were that guy in season one. You had well, all I, the food on a wagon. I, I don't, you I don't, won't let anyone cross it. I don't all that think, food well, it's because it's for every, it's like for everyone. It's just now it's not the time to give it away, you know? For everyone? It's for everyone. <laughs> but just like, please stay away from my cart for right now. I would appreciate that. So what a great callback this was. And uh, she says that without power, you can't protect anything. It's okay to fight against senseless violence. Ever since then, she wanted to get close with Mikasa. So this is really cool that they brought this back up. It makes a lot of sense. Um, even back then, like they even concentrated on this girl. Yeah. Which is, makes this so cool that they bring it back now. Uh, Louise is a real one. She is. She's learned from the best. And, the, you know, I wish... Blotchy. You know, it's not like Mikasa, but I I wish she would slow down enough to realize what a good thing she did. Like... Yeah. Yeah, her life's been Well, she you so see Mikasa cool. grab her scarf real quick. Yeah. And she does like a little, almost well, like she's kind of And Louise blushing. is like, hey, why does that thing smell so terribly? Yeah. She's like, wait, you were wearing that that same day years ago. Have you, you washed that? You just see Mikasa get like a quick sniff in. She's like, wait, did you just sniff that? She's like, Louise is like, they say you never meet your heroes. You are a one weird cookie. And then she even brings up after she sniffs the scarf, did you join the survey corpse because of Aaron? Because of that Jaeger boy? He should be freed if so. Mikas is like, did I or did I not say I will go wherever he goes? Yes, maybe no. Please quit asking <laughs> me questions, Louise. And then Mikasa being an absolute uh, Gabby is what I'll call it. We know what, we know what the other four-letter word is. Says, I only have one thing to say. Keep your mouth shut. This was really like, whoa. Chill the fuck out, Mikasa. What's gotten into you? And then Louise then gives her the salute over her heart, which is just an awesome moment. And that's when Mikasa gets flashes of Aaron slaughtering a couple men at nine years old, protecting her, and saying, you're safe now, Mikasa. Whoa. What do you make Whoa. of all this? What's going on here? Is it? I think this girl, I think it's making a callback here. This girl is striving to be like Mikasa because Mikasa saved her. Mikasa is kind of striving to be like Aaron because Aaron saved her. And then this just kind of brings back those memories of Aaron saving her. Or, get this, mm -hmm. paths. 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 Whoa. Paths. And that's all... I don't think we need to say anything more about that. That's our theory, Path. And then we go to the calling card. Calling card, baby. Calling card. Where it says, Paradis Island Devils, an insult referring to King Fritz and the Eldians who fled to Paradis Island. In Titan Studies, the Paradis Island threat theory claims the Eldians who fled there still bear a grudge from the Great Titan War and despise the rest of the world. 
With the threat of Aaron Yeager now apparent, the insult holds truer than ever. Wow, what a calling card. That's a great definition. Glad we got that. All right. So uh, we open up with my man Dot, who was talking about how 10 months ago we opened up the Trost Railway. We got a little, uh, thanks thanks to the hard work of six people, we were over... (laughs) We were able to open up this entire railway. Hey, if it wasn't for that, Aaron wouldn't look like a fucking snack. It turns out he's talking to this uh, this bitch Yelena over here, who they had to. They actually gave her one chair. She was too big for it. They had to go find a bigger chair. Yep. Bring it in to sit that fat ass on, man. Damn, she has got a booty. And uh, so Pixies keeps going. He says the guard watching Yelena suddenly changed. To one, okay, and this whole series just comes right back to this guy, Flock Forrester. What? This guy, I, you know what I think this guy is right now? I think he's a fucking rebel. I think he's a rebel. That's He is the cult leader. We thought it was Zeke. It's fucking Flotch. This guy is going to fucking carry us to victory. This guy's in game. Pixie's been doing some investigation Flock es- escorted her to her lodgings like any respectable young man would do, by the way. Thank you, Flock. Yep. Even if that was your duty or not. You think he dicked her down? <clears throat> Probably. And, uh, well, e- okay, it's one of two things. Either Yelena, she just goes for anything, or she's so passionate about Zeke that she won't even, like, look at another man. It's okay. one of the two. Yeah, because Pixis is looking better this episode. His he head's does, not he, as squirrely. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but his... Uh, He's not as... Yeah. He doesn't look as sickly. Now, squirrely. Yelena, she doesn't seem very interested in any of this conversation, but Pixies goes on to say that Flock was just detained for leaking info, and her new lodging was just a few kilometers away from Aaron's house. So a lot of things lining up yep. that makes her look a little you know, suspicious of something or other. And it also just so happens that around this time, Aaron began moving on his own. So, yep. so he says all that, then follows it up with, well, at least now I have an excuse to talk with a pretty lady. Because Which, this is where I start talking about our Discord, bro. Yeah. Our Discord got... is obsessed with Yolini. Yeah, they're riding hard for they're Yolini. Riding, they're riding hard for her. And I've got to say, I used to date a six-foot-one lady back in high school who yeah. had... Tremendous thighs and yeah, you know, volleyball player, volleyball player, tremendous thighs, so, decent, you know, behind. Caboose. Yeah, that's what some people call it. Uh, some also would call it a caboose. Yep, and you know, I gotta say, she probably outweighed me by forty pounds. Well, she definitely did. Yeah, those pictures are hilarious. But given that I am six four, I mean well, not six four, six nine, six ten, uh, six ten, one forty. Yeah, but built like a toothpick. Six ten, one forty. Um, that's actually, that's, I guess I need to put on some weight. That sounds pretty. Do this light, experiment but. at home. Grab a toothpick. Okay. Grab it with three fingers. Put your top two fingers, your middle finger and your pointer finger on okay. top of the, uh, on top of the toothpick and then use your thumb. Now in this scenario, the thumb is the big old caboose of Chad Chadley's ex-girlfriend and just put a little bit of pressure and see, and that is how Chad's body broke. When they were dancing at the uh, the ninth grade f- formal, it was tenth so. grade, but but dude, when she would pick me up and I would be straddled around her thighs while she picked me up, it right. was like she was 
doing me. It was whoa. I was we would make out, but she would pick me up because I tried to pick her up, and my legs would just tumble. If that makes sense. And I always respected you for just owning it and wrapping your legs around her. I just like a strong lady. Let me tell you. And I think that's what some people have going on over in the Discord because there's no way that the people who are uh, fanning over her in Discord are the size of this this unit. Oh yeah, that is Yelena. And if that's what you're into, hey, go for it. Who are we of the podcast chronicles to stop you? Keep going, team. Keep going. We cut over to Gabby. We were leaving Pixie's horny's ass for a little while, but I respect him for well, being he was boozed up, being so direct. There's an excuse. Well, are you really boozed up when you're always boozed up? Is what <laughs> I would true. ask. So we cut over to Gabby, who's sweeping a stable with a demon horse staring at her. I don't yeah. know if they were going for something here, but this is a weird-looking horse by the animators. The horse tries to take a bite out of her head because it loves the taste of cunt, and uh, which leads into a series of comical happenings that concludes with Gabby's head in a bucket and Falco crying out as if he just watched her die. Gabby! That was a funny ass Gabby yell. It's like That's Falco. She just <laughs> fell down. She's okay. This was pretty incredible. Uh, this whole episode is about Gabby, like getting the truth straight from the horse's mouth, which is these devils. Oh, fuck you. Dude, dude, dude. You can... I hate you so much. You hate me that I'm calling what? out what this is right what? here? What are you doing right now? That is what this whole scene is about, dude. <laughs> All right, keep going. Go for it, then. This whole scene is so God. unnecessary. It's hey, dope. are you trying out to read books for Audible? What are, <laughs> what are dude, you I'm sorry, dude. I'm so literally uh, perfect that I uh, catch up on these things. Are you trying out for a spot of the journalists in the New York Times? Jeez. Okay, well, they call me LG. I'm a literacy genius, and... <laughs> Basically, what I was trying to say, this whole episode... <coughs> sorry. sorry, that bullshit got caught in your throat. Sorry. It's fucked up. This whole episode is Gabby hearing the truth straight from the horse's mouth. These devils, okay? As we know, that is a, a great saying, even in the Japanese culture. Um, <laughs> Keep going. Don't let me knock you off your even in the Even in the Japanese culture, and... Uh, so yeah, we th- we have to throw in this scene to just show that Gabby, you know, she's getting the truth straight from the horse's mouth, but she still blames the devils even after the hor- she's been in the horse's mouth. This is what we call, you know, great metaphorical uh, preferences in a sh- TV show. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Chasington. So I just want to go back to uh, Falco's voice acting here. I don't care. I'm sure all of you caught it. When he screams Gabby, when she falls down, if I go up to whoever voiced this uh, actor, which, by the way, I think does an incredible job. If I said, <laughs> all right, so Gabby falls down because a horse is trying to beat her head, eat her head, and now she's got a bucket on her head. Say this. Gabby! <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, whoa, okay, that's pretty intense. Now, let's say Colt dies. This is your brother. You love him. How are you going to react? Yeah, they're the same. They're the yeah. exact same. <laughs> There's no way he can put in two different performances than what he did with Gabby falling down. And you're welcome, guys, for bringing in my... Uh, I, after that bullshit that Ronnie just spilled, I, I bring in the truth to this podcast and the, the great references that it does. Um, 
So yeah, I'm, I'm a more serious guy than Ronnie. But yeah, let's move on. So Gabby, she's still feeling really sorry for herself, says that this is the devil's doing. And Falco is like, no, first of all, it's a horse's doing, which was a good line. Yep. And then he, uh, I don't know if you caught this mouth. part. It was only in the dub. He says, how is it that in an entire stable, you're the jackass, Gabby? I, that was my favorite line of this entire episode. I loved it. So, uh, Gabby, she still doesn't like it here. She wants to leave because she doesn't think they're going to learn anything out here in the sticks. I like her cool little lingo. She does this a couple yeah. times this episode. But Falco thinks they should stay a little bit longer. And by a little bit, I mean until another war shows up at the front porch, I think. That's kind of what he's saying here. Wait, Falco, is he's got some sense in him. I think he's kind of right. What do you think? Yeah, Falco... Ten wow, out of you ten, hate Falco. Ten out of ten times, anything Falco says this episode, I'm siding with him when he's put up next oh, to that's, Gabby. That's true. <laughs> I think he's making a lot of sense, given the situation. Falco goes on to say that he bets Reiner and his brother will show up too. Which, to me, this just seemed like a very easy bet to make. I'm not yeah. giving him great odds. Like... What, and I'm sure, what, I'm would sure they not, Colt will do a lot. Would they not show up? Oh, did Colt have a dentist appointment that day, so he missed the boat to come over to <laughs> war? What a weak, weak God, statement. Colt's going to be terrible, dude. He doesn't even have a Titan. What's he going to do? So Gabby asked Falco if he's pissed at Zeke since he was a traitor all this time. And you can tell Falco's a little disappointed, but he continues to work and kind of shrugs it off by saying, you know, there isn't anything they can do about it now. So... Which is a perfect, you know, you can tell it bothers him, but Falco's letting bygones be bygones, and he's just sweeping yep. out the stables. What are these two 12-year-olds going to do to stop that, you know? So, Fairy Girl, uh, also Tinkerbell, also, uh, what is it, Kaya? Yep. Yep. She's got a picnic basket. Sasha's and, little munchkin. And offers them some lunch, which made me think, me and you, I've said this for a while now, but you always kind of shrug it off, we should go on more picnics together. It's um, a little cold right now, but I think me and you would be a great picnic pals. We have gone on a couple, right, in the past. Um, we've done a, a couple of, picnics, but I just feel like we could, you know. Yeah, uh, this it just kind of annoys me when we bring all that food and I get like a bite or two of it. I just think that we could increase our picnic uh, output 63% and we would be the better for it. We have a lot of meals together and that's probably why I'm only 140 pounds and 6'10 because all of the food somehow disappears. So Falco, who's settling in here quite nicely, asks about all the young workers around. And Kaya says, yeah, everyone here is an orphan. The Queen's policies give support to kids without family. Good work, Horstoria. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid policy. No, that is, dude. That's the one good thing she's done besides well, don't fuck say around the one and have a thing. baby. I mean, Yes, she's Horstoria, but at the same time, she... Wow, great job, Historia. What did you? What have you been doing? Oh, you've been fucking dudes. Okay. I, the same, I guess this is kind of like Zeke's take about... Or not Zeke. Uh, Falco's take about Colt and Reiner showing up. She, they, is going through all the bills, and they say, Okay, and then here's one. We don't know if you want to sign this one. It just basically helps out all those orphan children yeah. who no longer have families. She's like, Yeah, I guess I'll sign that one. <laughs> She's like, hopefully they grow up to be young, strong men, and they can fuck around with Whoa. me. Whoa. Because I'm a whore. Jeez. Sorry, I might have took that too far. She's a lovely girl. She's just you've been misguided. We we want nothing but the best for her. I just hate how, like, 
You stop talking to a chick for a little bit, and she just starts fucking dudes. Always happens. So Kaya says all of them here lost their parents four years ago, and Gabby, who's still being a real sourpuss, sees this as a good opportunity to tell this little orphan girl that she hasn't accepted her guilt yet. One (laughs) hell of a sentence there. What a cunt. (laughs) Falco is so shocked that Gabby is getting ready to be this much of a cunt that he just doesn't say anything. His his words are literally taken out of his mouth. He can't find any. Straight from the horse's mouth. Gabby goes on to ask if this is this like what do you think this girl is? 13, 12? She's a little bit older than little, yeah, probably like 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah. She asks if this uh, 13, 14-year-old girl has forgotten the atrocities the people of this island committed. <laughs> Because only when an Eldian accepts the deaths of their sins can they begin to atone. <laughs> Jesus. She's reading straight from the textbook here. Yeah. This isn't how kids talk. This is straight from the Marley and Reading Rainbow segments. <laughs> and Kaya's like, uh, wait, what did I say? All I said was my parents died, right? Why am I being attacked? And then Gabby goes on to tell this girl who was like basically just a little bit older than her that even if she acts like a saint now, her sins are too great to escape. Yep. So, yeesh. And listen, my sins are better because I grew up in Marley. (laughs) You can save the world. Not enough. (laughs) Keep trying harder. And Falco's basically like, hey, chill. I know they served us some poopy beans and vegetables for breakfast, but they seem pretty nice. But this, <laughs> That's a funny word. Poopy. I mean, it looks like there was Why some did you have to say poofy? I'm just, it's what it looks like. I don't know. But at the same time as he's saying this, Kaya is asking, is that what they teach you in Marley? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So Falco and Gabby realize what was said in their vicinity. So they stop and Falco says, uh, what did you just say? She's like, uh, you two come from Marley, right? Falco says, how do you know that? And Kaya says, seriously? The two of you have been unnecessarily yelling all episode. <laughs> I've heard you guys talk about this numerous times. So Falco is embarrassed, which was kind of cute. And, uh, and Gab- Gabby's going for another weapon. And Gabby just slowly gets up and picks up a pitch pitchfork. I can't say that word. And uh, Falco goes on to say, Why did you say something? You're so sneaky. <laughs> and I mean... She wasn't that sneaky. This is how, for anyone who uh, knows, because I've talked about him before, uh, Travis. This is how Travis keeps secrets. You tell something to Travis, basically he's going to keep that secret until he finds the next person who he wants to tell that secret to. She kept it a little bit longer, but I think it's only been one day. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Do you think she told... Sashi's or Sasha's dad. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. That they're from Marley? What do you think? That's probably a good idea. That's probably why she had them stand 50 feet away while she went inside. That and as we know, as you broke down so elegantly for us last time, uh, Fred, old Fred, seems to be down with giving Marlene's a chance. Yeah. So she's probably seen that behavior and told him what it's what it is and he was like hey listen this is the bitch that killed sasha let's just give her some poopy beans and well okay so i just said that you don't have to make them poopy beans now i'm sure they were fine beans they looked properly cooked. oh now you change your mind i'm just saying you, got, you get food on your some... mind you start changing your mind so gabby uh 
ends up charging because this island devil has shown her true colors, apparently. But she's stopped by Falco. And Falco, once again, is thinking the same thing I am, which is, stop, you idiot. Yeah. She loves going for weapons. This is, what, her third time this episode she's grabbed? uh, And she'll find a weapon out of anything. Yeah, it's been a brick, a rock, now it's a pitchfork. Next thing we know, she'll be grabbing one of the horse's dicks and swinging away. So two standbys are standing around, and they ask what's going on. And Kaya says, no worries. This Mia chick thinks I'm stealing her brother. Shipping it. Shipping, yes. Ooh, Falco going for a little older Kaya girl. Falco. How about this uh, one bystander having the most Japanese voice in the entire show? Yeah. It was How incredible pretty, was that? Uh, it was pretty startling. That guy did a great job. Then this guy thinks it's the perfect time for some uh, punny humor. So he says, don't horse around, you'll get hurt. <laughs> which, <Dude. laughs> I, which at this point, after your performance this episode, I'm guessing you <laughs> loved, Chad. Well, I just don't think you understand how this episode is all about horses. Because he's standing next to a horse. That was the other thing that was going so on. so good, dude. I'm glad you picked up on that one. I got you on the last horse reference, but you got me on this one. That I was, got you. It was really good. So Kai takes them back to her home village where she reveals she is the little girl that Sasha saved four years ago Aww. when her mom was slowly getting eaten by a titan just because the entire village left them because the mom didn't walk so well. Yeah. So Kaya has an intriguing question to uh, me and, and Ben, a.k.a. Gabby and Falco. She asked them, what exactly did my mom do? Well, it's what she didn't do, and that's walking well. <laughs> and that's, hey, me and you, same thing, Jazz. My note was, well, first of all, she couldn't walk. <laughs> you know, We're I don't, on the same page, man. I don't know the full story, but depending on how that injury came about, it could have been her fault. And, but Gabby's offended by this stupid question and says that her kind has slaughtered people for thousands of years. Yeah, idiot. Did you not know that? And she goes on to say, don't tell me you forgot. <laughs> and Kaya says, well, to be honest, I never really knew in the first place because I wasn't there. <laughs> and Gabby goes on to say that Eldians use the power of the Titans to trample and rule the world for millennia. But you know, an eye for an eye is what Gabby thinks because she cannot wait to get the power of the armored titan that she can use to trample and rule the world for <laughs> millennia. It's, it's so ironic. She's saying this to a person who is the exact same uh, species as her. <laughs> they can both turn into titans if they're injected. So Gabby, who is certainly not whispering at this point, speaking of yelling, tells Kaya to stop playing the victim. But Kaya says, my mom was born and raised here. She never did anything like that. She hurt her leg in a tragic water skiing accident, and it was never the same after that. But a century ago... She was horsing around. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Kaya says, a century ago, the sins of your ancestors were terrible and great. And Kaya says, a century ago... She goes, which one was it? Terrible or great? (laughs) How about the people who live now? How have they? How have we sinned? And she goes on, Not long ago, you guys trampled my home, but it was also your home. But it also wasn't my home, really, because I didn't come along for another century. And Gabby's like, wait, what am I saying here? <laughs> but Gosh, no, it's just the brainwashing techniques here are just <laughs> out of control, dude. How do you even... This is like some NK Ultra <laughs> shit. So Gabby, uh, she's starting to fall apart. But uh, 
Kyle won't even let her come back because she has her argument on lock, which is her mom didn't kill anyone. Why did she have to suffer? There has to be a reason. It's crazy if there's not. And then Gabby says, she should have been able to walk better. No, Gabby at this point, she looks pretty broken. She She looks pretty speechless. They didn't tell her what to say next in the uh, in the pamphlet, so she she didn't know where to go from here. <laughs> in the booklet, this was not covered. You know, usually it, it was like by, by then. If anybody's talked back this much, they would have already been killed or turned into a titan. So it was like these people didn't do anything. Turn to page seven, say this, but they didn't have anything for if the person says my mom didn't kill anyone. That's where <laughs> yeah. She's like, wait, I can't turn this person into Marley and officers. What do I do? <laughs> Talk to a superior officer. Uh, but no, Falco, he finally speaks up because Gabby looks, you know, at a loss for words and says that the invasion of Paradis four years ago was staging for a larger attack. He tells Kaya that her mother got caught up in it. She didn't do anything wrong. I'm sorry. Which... It is. It's Falco is the voice of reason this entire season. And him being in the ending, I think he's going to be the voice of reason for the entire show. He's the last innocent voice of reason left. We have like Reiner and people who try to be a voice of reason, but they've all done terrible shit. Yeah. So Gabby, she's got some words for Falco now that uh, all this intenseness is over. She says that, uh, saying that he's leaking too many secrets to the enemy, and he. She goes on to ask why he apologized. And you know, Kaya says. Thank you, Falco, for your words, but tell us him that it's weird for him to apologize for Marley. You were just born there. Wow. Oh, Kaya, dude. beautiful. It is. Such Falco, a, this whole thing is just such a tragedy, dude. Falco goes on to ask her how she managed to escape, and she tells the story of an older girl who was quite heroic by hitting the Titan with an axe and putting herself in between Kaya and the Titan so Kaya could escape. She says if she was alive, she wouldn't abandon people like you with nowhere to go, just like she didn't abandon me. Beautiful. Mm. This Rip, whole, Sasha. Oh, Rip, this girl. whole conversation is just... Love oh, you, girl. We love you, Sash. Well, Ronnie doesn't. I love you, girl. Just you <laughs> literally, know. literally, Ronnie's least favorite episode of the series Sasha, is season two when Sasha saved this little girl, but girl. it's okay. Hope you're having one hell of a buffet up there. Love you. <laughs> Guys, just go back to season two, episode four, I believe, episode three, uh, the Sasha episode. That is Ronnie's least favorite episode, and, you know, he was such a cunt about it. Wasn't it just the second episode? Maybe it was the second. I'm pretty sure I was... <laughs> you were pretty, so angry, I'm dude. pretty sure, because one of my gripes of it was, wow, we had that crazy episode, and then we just went a Sasha-only story for season two. One of your gripes was one of the best characters, Sasha. Love you, girl! Sasha! <laughs> You my girl. Hey, as long as you're back on Team Sash, that's all that matters. Eat that buffet, baby. And so... She's she, eating all of Niccolo's lobster in heaven right now. Well, speaking of Niccolo, uh, Kaya goes on to say, We were invited to a restaurant a Marlion is working at. It's called uh, Niccolo's Surf and Turf by the Sea. I hear their salted lobster is divine. <laughs> Some of the best boiled lobster you can get. She says, If you come along, you might be able to find a way back home. And Gabby says, why? And Kaya says, quote of the week right here, because I want to be like her. Dude, How many quote show, of the week is going to have? This show, man, this whole conversation right here is just absolutely stunning. 
So we get into the end credits, but hold up, post credits. No, I have alert. more to say, Ronnie. Oh well, Let then why talk. don't? Why did you just stop and look at me? Because I wanted to say, I when I said stunning, I expected you to say, "Wow, that was you look beautiful when you or not, not you look beautiful when you said that." Oh wow, fishing for compliments <laughs> as always. Can you at least say something back? Okay, I'm gonna say it one oh, more time. You say something. Okay. Back. This whole conversation was absolutely stunning. Wow, what an original take, uh, Chaz. Stunning. Awesome work by you. So Can't believe you expect people to pay you for takes like that. Chaz is like, <laughs> Chaz is like hold on to your britches, everyone. This was stunning. Five dollars, please. I'm going to say it one more time, and I expect a better reaction from okay. you. And I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. Fucking dead serious. Yeah. This whole conversation. Wait, I'm not ready. I'm was, not ready. Okay. Let me range my seat here. Okay, go for it. This whole conversation was just absolutely stunning. God, you're so beautiful when you say that. Dude. That's what you no, told me to say. I didn't mean it like that. You told me to say that you sounded or you looked beautiful when you said it. Do you mean it? Yes. Well, thank you, Ron. You're you know, you got your glow back, you're not sickly and pale anymore. You're just as pale as you usually are, and you look yep. great. Thanks, man. Do you have look, anything else? Does it look like I've been working out? Not really, no. I've oh, got to okay. be honest. Okay, well. You, you said you had something else. What is it? Oh, yeah. So this whole conversation right here, this is, this is actually the whole meaning behind Attack on Titan was this conversation. I just wanted to say that. I, was, I want to go in depth with it, but you just keep looking at me weird, and I feel you, you keep... Am I just being too serious? Am I enjoying the show too much, Ronnie? No, I think you're doing great. I mean, I bring up that great horse metaphor, and... You're getting choked up <clears throat> that you're so in your feels right now. It's okay. Hey... No tears. Dude, is I it, just love this show. Isayama-san. Is your heart tearing up right now? My heart is tearing up right now. Isayama-san, just thank you. I want to yeah. say no, I'll kon, say thank konnichiwa. That's something, konnichiwa. I can, that's something I can get on board with. Wait, thank no, you. that's not even... Sorry. Not konnichiwa. Well, I do want to say konnichiwa. If I did see him, I would say konnichiwa. You fucking I also, idiot. I also want to say sayonara <laughs> and arigato. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you get your chance. You're like... All right, Isayama, uh, here's this young man's take on the episode. Uh, hello, Isayama. Uh, Chaz, I've got a podcast that you would very much hate. Just wanted to say, hey. <laughs> Do you think he listens to this? Uh, and he goes, uh, get out of here. Get out of here, toothpick boy. Damn. But anyways, yeah, I was going to say, moral of the story, this is what the entire show is about. Yeah. These no, I agree. kids, beautiful being writing. It is beautiful writing, and it was a great scene. And I hope this kind of puts, you know, some sense into Gabby's head. Because, I hope so too. I mean, she's just like entirely brainwashed. She's talking about. She's talking to somebody of her own race about how uh, everything bad they did. Like it's just so hypocritical, obviously. But right. she's. It's not her fault. She's brainwashed. Yeah. But it's just a beautiful scene, and to that I say, stunning. <laughs> You're so beautiful. So we get to the uh, the end credits, but wait, we got a she got post, it right from the horse's mouth. Post credit scene alert! You won't let that go, huh? And we got our guy Maggith talking to the other warriors plus Colt because oh yeah, he, that guy still gets to be here even though his uh, the Titan he was supposed to take is gone. Just ran in circles the past few episodes. Uh, so Maggith says after investigating the Beast Titan's corpse, they only found Zeke's arms and legs. 
and that that's just not enough body. We got to see yep. some more body out there, and he's faked his death to deceive them. I mean, we, I'm surprised with how well they put all this together. Yeah. It makes sense, but it's just good work by the team over here. Well, you could tell Magath kind of had his suspicions of Zeke all along. That's I think. true. Yeah. So they believe Zeke has sided with Paradis. He looks down at a modified ODM gear that he says uses Marleyan technology. So I don't know what else is going on there. I'm oh. interested to see some of this new badass ODM gear, possibly. I don't know what else they can do, but... Wait, you think he's going to try to turn... Well, they don't have Ice Burst Stone, but... No, I'm saying just whatever Zeke's done. So, I mean, using Marleyan technology, I'm guessing he's adjusting these ODM gears well, yeah, some that's, way, somehow. That's uh, Yelini. Yelini and them brought over some of that stuff to help out. Gotcha. Yeah. So, Magath has already deduced that Zeke snuck comrades aboard a, f- a fleet. Yep. And uh, Onya Capone missed that guy. Yep. Four years ago and set them up in paradise. And Porco's pissed because he says they were fighting by the side of a traitor this whole time. And Magath says, obviously, this won't go unpunished. You know, we're taking this very seriously. So I'll tell you one thing right now, guys, about how seriously we're taking this. In six months, a global alliance will launch an offensive on Paradise. That's how seriously we're taking this. We're going to yep. wait just a measly six months, and we are it. Ronnie, it takes time to develop weapons to hey, get ready to launch. You know so. I'm riding for my boy Mag if I just had to yeah. laugh because everyone else here is pissed about six months. Colt says, well, we're going to wait for six months to save my brother and Gabby. And Porco says Falco and Gabby are the most skilled warriors. And Peak, Miss Her, says it will take quite some time to train new recruits. But Magnus says, if we attack alone, we will just be driven back again. Yep. And that's where Vice Chief Reiner Braun speaks up and okay. says, Zeke knows that, and he will be ready in six months. We can't wait for the Global Alliance. We have to launch a surprise attack at once. Yeah, you know what Reiner knows? He's going He's going to keep moving forward for those kids. That's what he's going to do, buddy. So yeah, so intense stuff. Big bro episode. We've got a little bit more stuff to do. We got some more show. Yep. Uh, I've got to pee so bad, so I'll be right back. All right, and I'm back. All right, so we've got. Uh, let's take care of some of our Attack on Titan stuff, and then we'll just have a few minutes of just Ronnie and Chad being jerks. Okay. So, first, we had Ellie who wrote into our email, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. She thought of a great segment, Character of the Week. Okay. We do Quote of the Week. Who is your Character of the Week in this episode? I mean, do you really got to ask who my Character of the Week for this episode is? Yeah. The man himself, Mr. Flotch Forrester. This guy is going to follow the devil to the end of time. I like that. I like that. He's a mystery man. I'll go I'll go different. You know I'm digging Flock. I've always dug Flock. No, you've always hated him. No, I've loved him. Uh, I'll go, man, it's it's a tie for me between Falco and Kaya. I know Falco a little bit more. I've been wanting to see more from Falco, okay. so I'm going to say him, but respect, Kaya. And then we also had, okay, so the Discord, let's be honest. Yeah, we've got a link in the description for you guys to join our Discord if you're not part of it yet. There's some filthy animals on there. They got real horny this past week. It got a little yeah. weird. 
We're never horny on this podcast. No, I don't know how they... We never talk no. about appearances or no. what we would have certain characters do in certain positions. Oh, fuck no. We're all we emotional status over here. Honestly, we don't really support it, but uh, we're so hungry for listeners and uh, that we will... Uh, cater to them? Yeah, we'll cater to this bad behavior. Yeah. So, with that being said... I think with my head, not my second head. We're uh, we're doing a top five sexiest characters list. Let's get sexy. <laughs> Ronnie, start us off. All right. So honestly, uh, you know, you were the one in the Discord telling people, "Hey, we're doing this because we know how horny you get." Well, I I actually want you to start us off because what what are we doing? Are we doing characters through the whole series or just this season? I wasn't sure which one they wanted. In the I mean, Discord. I'm going based off mostly this season. Mostly this season. Yep. All right, I can probably I'll work with that. Do what you want, though. Just you're in the entire show. I'll let you do what you want. Uh, there might baby. be one that I'll have to uh, reach, one or two that I'll have to reach back for. But you go for it. Oh, I don't got to reach back for nothing. Because... Okay, here I'll I'll limit mine to one in the past seasons. Um, but let's go ahead and you start us off with your number five. Number five. Gosh, I just gotta bring this onto the list. Mm. This guy. <laughs> He turns me on. Well, sorry. Whoa. I should say he turns right. me on. Yeah. I should say his yeah, words. Yeah, baby. <laughs> his it's... words and hair just really do it for me, and that is Flock himself. Ooh. When I he just says he's going to follow the devil list. to the end. Oh. God, he's got such that fiery attitude that's just driving me wild. And I didn't mean he turns me on. I just meant he's kind of sexy. Oh, he's not turning you on, baby. Mm. All right. I'm taking my shirt off real quick for this first one. The number five sexiest character that I would like to dive into a hot fudge bubble bath with is Hanji Zoe. Oh, mm, a little, mm, little low mm, on the list, mm, but I'll, mm, uh, at least mm. she's on there. Well, you know, I didn't want to step on your bounds too much because I know that's your girl or, you know, whatever she wants to be. So I'm just <laughs> letting you have some space with her. Okay. Number four, what do you got? Number four, I'm going to go with Yelener. Ooh. Yelener is on the that's list. That's a big win for oh, the Discord. See, the Discord, man, they've kind of turned me on to her sights. I've been Dang. looking at her thighs lately. You know, they were talking about her so much, I looked at her a little bit closely this episode. She's got nice eyes. Oh, um, yeah. She just intimidates me a little too much. Some people oh, are into that. I like. I know that you're into that. Not Intimid- so much for Intimidate me. me with that cunt. Whoa. But Jesus yeah, those Christ. thick thighs that well, Gabby is not allowed ass. in the sexy section. Do not refer to cunts. The thick ass clitoris, and then that uh, mm. she just mm. reminds me of my ex, mm. which mm. kind of mm. makes me sad. The number four sexiest character that I would roll around with in Willy the Wonka's glass elevator is Aaron Yeager. Aaron with Yeager, his new wow. man bun, his shredded body, and those wow. twelve pack of cum gutters sliding down. Please to don't the- ever say that. Just don't say that word again. Sorry. (laughs) Number three. Number three. Peak Chan. Ooh. Oh, Peak Chan. The way that she just, you know, rides around on all fours, just ready for them pansies to hop on top of her. Just gets me going. And the number three Ronnie's sexiest character that I would like to introduce to Chad just to make him feel bad about how sexy of a slice of cobbler that I'm putting whipped cream on is Sasha. Sasha, good pick. God, you were looking so good this season, girl. Like that ponytail. Something to hold on to. Okay, don't ever say that again either. 
Number two, this is more of the listeners saying this, not really Chaz myself saying it, but Aaron Yeager. This guy apparently has really nice muscles now. He's got, you know, just slick back hair. I think it speaks for itself. He's got the back of a fucking lion. He's got the chest of a Ronnie Coleman. Thank you. (laughs) He's got the... He's got the abs of Mr. Friendly Nice Guy, and boy, oh boy, would I just slurp a derp. Well, not me, but I've side as well. Yeah, I've seen some comments about people saying this, so I kind of put them on the list. I definitely don't want them to bend me over and take me to town. The number two sexiest character that I'd meet halfway in a Pringles can is Zeke. <laughs> because Yikes. that. <laughs> That body, the mysterious way, the mysteriousness of his ways. I love a good beard. Yep. Yeah, love a beard. A, you never know where he's going when he's using the ways app. But number one on my list. Oh yeah, take your pants off. That's fine. Miss Timeless hers himself. Miss Timeless himself. Anji. Zoe Commander in Chief. Oh man. What do I say other than just do me, baby? Whoa. <laughs> Nothing, I guess. And I'm All not right. talking to you, Ronnie. And the number one. One second, I get everyone strap it on for this one. Oh yeah. Number one, Anji sexiest. On. Whoa, don't step on my line Sorry. here. I'm getting sexy. Number one sexiest character that would make me willingly agree to be buried alive just to claw my way out with only my dick and then crawl onto my knees to the location of a slip and slide that set up on a jagged gravel path that I would slide belly down on just so I could have a 5% chance to fall into their sweet, sweet loving is Carla. <laughs> Carla. Because I love myself Yega. a milk. Yeah. Oops, oops. Got her ass eaten the first episode. Doesn't exactly fall under the season four rule, but she's so nice, I had to put her in there. Aaron looks just like her. God, he's hot. Man, I am just sweating my balls off right now. All right, let's turn off the sexy. Turn off the sexy. Put One second. Let's pull our pants back on. All right. Oh, man. Okay. How do you even see that thing over there? That... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, never if mind. It's a, if it's a thing I'm talking about, it's you know, it's right there on the table. I don't think that you. Uh, I'm asking. No, I'm not asking how I can see it. I'm asking how yourself can see it. Are you talking about this thing? <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's so you know. I'll put. Hey, I'll put it back. I'm not talking about your stomach. <laughs> no, that that sounds like this. <laughs> All right. So, oh man, we've turned off that the sexy. Awful. That was nice. We got to get to a few more feedback. That was fun, guys. You know what? Next week, Andrew, who also wrote in, uh, he wants us to do top five worst characters in the show of all time. I think that'll be fun too. Yep. Come back for that next week. So, do you have any other Attack on Titan questions? Or are we getting into just Discord random stuff? Uh, I think we're mostly getting into Discord. Okay. Do you want? Oh wait, hold on. Here's here. Yeah, here's a random thing from the Discord. Um, let me find it. One second. Way to be prepared, Chaz. Uh, somebody just said Chaz was a band kid. Totally not taking offense to that. Well, yes. Um, French horn. It wasn't. I was a basketball, football, uh, French baseball. Horn. Uh, French horn third chair, of course. Because <laughs> let's be honest. Was then fourth batter on the baseball team and. 
He can blow a dick, but not a horn. It's crazy. So this this uh, not an e girl says question for Ronald and Chadley. What kind of music do y'all listen to? Oh, Great wow. question. This beautiful yeah, you, question. Uh, you take this one first because I'm shy. I'll start off by saying my main playlist is just straight up Attack on Titan music. And he's um, not kidding because not we kidding. work together and sometimes I'll say, what do you listen to? And he'll show me and it's just... It's just UC Big Girl. <laughs> just and by the, UC Big Girl, I mean Yelena's thick ass. Just 8.30 a.m., you know, uh, and he's just banging out to some UC Big Girl. <laughs> like, at least wait till like the last uh, hour of the day gets you through it. But yeah, that and uh, I'm a big metalhead, as everyone knows. Um, I mean, oh, everyone, I'm a fucking rager. Everyone knows. Well, that that everyone knows. I'm a rager. I've broken a bunch of Guitar Hero guitars. I'm a fucking metalhead. Um, this is such a bitch answer. I'm so uncomfortable talking about music because I listen to lame stuff. I know it. Owl City. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fireflies was the hit of our okay, generation. No, I honestly, I listen to pretty much everything except for metal. <laughs> I've got it, and not so much country. Anything else? Yeah, country is a little. I'll, uh, I'll, especially Johnny Cash. Who the fuck I'll get down to with? Who, to yeah, that? who'd sing to Johnny Cash? Uh, season four preview, please check it out. You're reading uh, and you're not exactly contributing to the podcast. Oh. Do you want me to read another question? Is it time for another question? Uh, I'll go for a question here. Okay. Uh, once again, join the Discord. We get one from the Colossal Titan. This one's talking about our business. He says, if we donate to Patreon, how many pods can we get a week? None of this is set in stone, but it's just uh, we're looking for listener feedback on how to best set this up. We don't even have a Patreon yet. This is just what we're kind of thinking right now. I think we do. We keep our one free show. And then we, you could you know, say something to agree with me, Mr. I'm nodding my head. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. we're on a podcast. Yeah, yeah it didn't work great. Yes. We'd do one free show, and we would do another show that would basically be whatever people wanted us to watch. That would be behind the Patreon wall, along with a, another podcast that would be kind of just a longer form of learn a little something about Ronnie and Chad. Just Which us. is where you kind of learn a little something about us. Yeah, if you don't know anything about that segment you're really going to have to pay attention and learn something about yeah. it when we make an entire show out of it. I mean, we're just, uh, we're such interesting people. We, yeah, we've, honestly, what's going on is our heads are just the size of, I don't even know at this point, like a hot air balloon because you guys are blowing so much smoke up our ass and you we're just really ass. feeling that's, ourselves. That's how big it is. And we just, we think we can talk about uh, anything and you people will listen to it. And so that's exactly why it's going to fail but that's what we're thinking but right now. Okay. So three podcasts potentially a week, along with video in some form. We got to still figure that out and reaction videos. But enough about that because that's still a little ways down the road. Hit me with a question. All right, we go to Carmelo, who is for some reason wearing a speedo in his AVI, and he asks, "Does Chad have to stay at least a thousand feet away from a school?" And that is where I say yes. Well, yeah. Why would you even need to ask that one, Carmelo? I think we all know the answer to that. I've told this guy to be careful numerous times, but he keeps dragging me down with him. And honestly, I'll probably show up on some list here not too long ago either. But if you're a big bootied uh, 15 year old TikTok star, please hit me up because I've got okay, some. Whoa. I can just, I can take your career to a whole other level respectfully. 
And uh, you forgot to mention that the reason I'm not allowed to go near a school is because I sped in a school zone, and that is the only reason why. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> so you're the one that needs to be uh, careful. Just, uh, yeah, all right, whatever you're saying, brother. Uh, we got Bat Dan. Now, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, so I'm glad he brought this up. He, too, loves Power Rangers. He's noticed a couple of my Power Rangers references and says he wants to know how far... By the way, he said this was a question for Ronnie, so I, you're not even okay. really involved in this one. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that's fine. A nerd um, question for nerds. said, wanted to know how far into the Power nerds. Rangers series you got and how or do you have a favorite season of Power Rangers? Well, Bad Dan, uh, yeah. thank you for taking the time to ask me a question and kind of excluding Chaz, even though I'm going to pull him back into the conversation for a moment. Thank you, Nerd Dan. Because, don't, he's not, he doesn't mean that. He respects you quite a lot, actually. Uh, so we talked about last week how we grew up, about four years old, and I thought we built an entire friendship on the backbones of Power Rangers. Well, that's where you're wrong. We had toys, but this is how... <sighs> How how can you be fake at four years old? This dickwad over here acted like he liked Ouch. Power Rangers for years. For years. I didn't act. Just for us to I rekindle our friendship years down the line and me start talking to him about Power Rangers because, oh, I don't know, we only spent every waking moment of every day for a year and a half of our lives talking about Power Rangers. I liked them. For the him red one to was cool. not know any, didn't know a character's name. The red did, one. By the way, uh, to answer your question, I only ever really got into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I checked in on a few of the other ones, but I never watched them religiously. But uh, I've also seen the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie with Ivan Ooze, which scared me uh, a shit ton when I was a child. Uh, Google him, ladies and gentlemen. He's a very creepy-looking character. and But yeah, and I'll, I always tell this story. Chad had the coolest Power Ranger toy ever, where it was an action figure, and it had the normal human head, and then yep. when you, when you uh, press their belt... The head flipped backwards yep. into their Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. They morphed into their Ranger. Totally remember that. It was the coolest toy. When I told him about it, he didn't remember having it. Well, hey, man, when you're as privileged as I was and you have a stellar mom as I do, you get everything you want. So while we have a friendship, it's teetering and tottering of breaking off because this guy's so fake and basically what we built our relationship on is false. Also, cool. Travis had a stuffed animal, or not a stuffed animal, I guess, a stuffed version of the Pink Ranger that he carried around for three years until it smelled like pee and my mom threw it away. But, God, the wow. Pink Ranger was honestly the first thing that made Ronnie, you know, feel something down in the loins. Well, that's not, well, yeah, I guess you say one of the first things. The first thing I can remember is when you downed that cake at your three-year-old birthday party. You fucking housed right that. Right into my belly. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, keep going. Ask another question. And uh, Bat Dan and you are totally not nerds. So that's... I got to go back to the new Discord stuff. What do you got? So Amos asks, what do you think Levi was doing this I episode? I believe it's just Ames, you idiot. Amos. No, it's either Amos or Amos. Amos. Is it Amos Um Amos? No, it's just Ames. Okay. So we've got Amos. He says, what do you think Levi was doing? And it's a doing? woman. So, okay. We've got Mr. Mrs. Way to be a part of the Discord, buddy. We have A-M-E-S, who says... <laughs> Miss, we have neutral A-M-E-S, who says, 
What do you think Levi was doing? Definitely this a girl. I think he's been glaring at Zeke the entire time, watching his every move. I think you're totally right. Yeah, I think she nailed it. That's we saw at the end of last episode where they were uh, they're staring at well Levi's staring at Zeke. They've been doing that since we left. Yeah. I, I don't know how many days have passed, but they've just sat there the entire time. He just can't wait. I'm to not even sure Levi's eaten up. anything. He's just stared at him. Yeah. I wouldn't mind an episode of Levi just staring at him while Zeke reads a book. It's 22 minutes. That'd be epic. You got a question though? No. All right. We go to one more question. This is from Catherine. And he says, no, I'm just kidding. She <laughs> says, what is your ideal ending for both of your favorite characters? Ooh. Where would you want them to be by the end of the series? Question mark. And what do you think is actually going to happen to them? Question mark. LOL. So who would I even say my favorite character is nowadays? I, Jeez. I... Well, here, let's do this in a way, because if someone's a Titan, we pretty much know what's down the line. Yeah. Like, maybe they can have their moment of assurance, like they did what they set out to do, but unless some curse is broken in the path network, it seems like that's pretty much set in stone. I'll bring this up. You told me earlier, you said, if Falco... Tell me your take about Falco. So I believe that Falco is going to make it to the very end. He is... The most innocent. He's seen both sides. I mean, I've, some of them have seen both sides, but he is like truly the the last innocent one left who has been a part of both sides. And I think he's going to make it to the very end. Also, I think this kind of adds on to this question. They said Mikasa, Armin, and Aaron. What happens to the main trio? Yeah. Like where? They, what's going to end up with them? Like you said, Aaron and Armin are both going to die because they have the curse of Ymir. So. Right. I think Mikasa lives. There you go. I'm trying to think, like, what would be the best... So who is your favorite character right now? Um, I don't even know. I'll, I'll I haven't go even with, thought about it. I think I, I talk about Hanji so much, and yeah. she's I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about all her characters. I'm worried about Hanji, because she, even for fun, she's so into the Titans... So if they find a way to do away with all the Titans, there's nothing else to learn. What other hobby is she going to pick up on? Oh, man. I th- I, this, here's what I want to happen with Hanji. I want Hanji to go out in a very... like I don't want her to live to the end because, like you said, her dreams will already be over. I want her to go out in a badass way and maybe even die by a Titan. Not not like a... It could be any Titan. It could be Reiner. Um, but she dies still loving Titans. She just goes valiantly off into... Th- and she... Dude, and then how about they did this? She, like, as she dies, you see her soul get carried up. And then her and Erwin <laughs> just fist bump. They're like, we did it. <laughs> are we watching Harry Potter now? What are we What are we doing here? Um, and then... So I'm thinking of someone like Levi. Like, what is Levi's... A good life to Levi? What does that even mean? I... I got a bad feeling Levi's not going to make it. Uh, hey... Did Catherine ask you if she thought they were going to... Well, someone actually did ask that later on, so I'll I'll allow that. Um, So is that who you're saying is your favorite character, Levi? I'm just worried about Mikasa and Levi. I'm worried about everyone because I don't know what life outside of this war even looks like. Do you think they would want to stay on the island but expand? Or are they still going to live inside these walls? I, I don't know. 
And Flotch? Like, what's going to happen with him? <laughs> yeah, Flock, I haven't thought a lot about, but he'll probably just be on the lookout for the next devil to follow. But that's what I'll put there. Hanji, I think she will die. I don't know if they'll have a next commander or what, or if she just goes out at the very end. Like, But I love Hanji. I just, wanna, I just want her to be happy when she dies. To put a more concrete answer on it, I'll go with like a Levi Mikasa uh, tag team where Mikasa is going to li- lose the two people most important to her. Levi already lost the two most important people to him and Erwin. And being Ackermans, you know, it's nothing romantic, but they can just, you know, stay together. Mm-hmm. The Ackermans stick together. And I feel like they've got the same kind of personality. And. They end up marrying just, each just other. Do the, what did I just say, Chad? Jesus Christ, this guy. I'm I'm just adding on. I don't know, man. This this here is where where we're at in the story. This it could go anywhere. That's why I have no clue what's going to happen. Like, what do you even think could possibly happen to our favorite characters besides a horrible, gruesome death? Well, I just I just told you. Uh, so well, that's that the last of the questions. Do let us know about all the stuff we talked about. Email us, send it in the Discord. Let us know what you guys think. We're we're at where we're at. We had a learn a little something about Ronnie and Chad in the form of your list. Would you like to do it now, or would you like to save it for another time? The form of my list. What was my list? Your to do list. My to do list. Uh, where are we at right now? Probably like an hour forty. You know, we'll we'll save that for the next one, since we went through our character list this one. All right. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ronnie was just going to flow with the list, but then Chad said no. You know what? All right. Let's do it right now. (laughs) Let's fucking do it, you bitch. (laughs) No. Do you want to or not? Yes, I want to do it. I also want to (laughs) punch you in your stupid mouth. (laughs) All right. We talked him into it, ladies and gents. A little more content. Hope you're uh, still listening. Probably not. So here's the thing about Chad. He is the absolute worst of telling me how much stuff he's going to do, how much stuff he's going to accomplish, and then never do it. So this is something not related to our podcast at all. This is just a peek behind the curtains of Ronnie and Chad's day-to-day life. I've started making a list of everything that he's told me he's going to do that I don't think he's going to do. Which is creepy. He just makes lists about me all the time and... Yeah, he's a fair game weird. because I say, do you want me to add this to the list? Which is to say, you think you're going to do it, I don't. Do you want me to put it on the list? And he says, yes. <laughs> so, with that being said, as of October 1st of 2020, here is the list that we've started. It's pretty lengthy. Strap it on. Number one, beat Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I think he's about 3% of the way in that game. There's no way he will ever do that. I'm getting to, well, As soon as I get my Switch hooked back up. Beat the latest Pokemon uh, Sword game. I'm close. I've got seven badges. I'm very close. Ronnie has beat it. He's had seven badges since October 1st. (laughs) This one is one of my favorites. Because we have the Sword version, you can only have some Pokemon and Shield version (laughs) because Pokemon's got us all by the balls trying to buy all the games. He wants to get Squirtle and Ponyta from Travis. (laughs) Which would mean him and Travis would have to coordinate him drive over to where Travis is so they can trade Squirtle and Ponyta. Not happening. It's so happening. This one goes back even further than October 1st. (laughs) 
He's been telling me three years, every time October rolls around, that he's going to watch Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus. And for the past three years, he has not watched <laughs> no. either. No, I have. No, Hocus, you Hocus Pocus, I did watch a decent amount of it with my little <laughs> five-year-old cousin. A decent amount of it. He got scared. Not saying I got scared. I said he got scared, and we stopped watching it. And maybe I got scared, too. But we did. We got about halfway through, and it there is some scary parts you in it. You have not completed those. Uh, moving on. Beat Mario Sunshine. <laughs> A lot of Nintendo Switch games that I don't think you're beating. I got 10 uh, Sunshines, Stars, whatever it is. Which is not a lot <laughs> for anyone who hasn't played that game. Then he wants to level out his truck. He's got a truck that he's been telling me he's going to raise it or lower it for about th- another three years. But Not he's... that long. I've had it for a year and a half. I've told you for maybe half a year to two years. <laughs> When you got the truck, you said, yeah, I think eventually I'll love it. <laughs> I've not done it. At one point, someone scratched up his truck. Yeah, whoever that was. Fu- I know you're listening to this because you're a stalker <laughs> of mine. Fuck you. And he took a long time to get the scratch removed, but we finally come across the first thing on the list that Chad actually did. He got the scratch removed. Let's go. Next, get tires for his truck. Nope, hasn't done it. But I realized, you know, I kind of need to wear these ones down before I get new ones, so. Beat Super Mario Bros. (laughs) Dude, I'm so close (laughs) on that one. I'm so close. Ladies and gentlemen, have we found something out about Chad? This man can't finish to save his life. That's what every lady's ever said about me. Uh, Beat Mario 64. Hasn't done it. Let's. I'll go on a list here because it's a couple. Okay. Beat Mario Galaxy hasn't done it. Beat Dragon Ball. What is the Kakarot? Kakarot. You, you wouldn't know it. You're not a true anime fan. Hasn't done it. Came close. This one was a real annoying. This one shouldn't even be on the list because it's so easy and technically I kind of did it for him. Put up displays. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Looks great in there. I got me my, my Levi Ackerman up in my room. He didn't put his displays up until I came over to his apartment. He said, "So how do we do this?" And we walked well, penthouse. We were two men together putting up a displate, which all it involves is peeling off the sticker of a magnet, putting it on the wall, and then putting the displate onto hey, the I magnet. I put multiple more on. Uh, moving on to October thirtieth. He wanted to read the season three Attack on Titan manga. He even uh, bothered some of our listeners by asking him how he could do that. Still has not done it. I'm waiting for the story to end. <laughs> Next, read part six of the JoJo Bizarre Adventures manga. I'm halfway through it. I'm close. <laughs> Still hasn't done it. Jolene is one hot bitch. November 17th, get a tattoo. I have not done that one, I will admit to that, but I've come close. (laughs) Looking at Instagram pages of wolves tattooed on someone's (laughs) body does not justify you saying you've came close. November 25th. I've come close to pleasing a woman before. Get a PS5 or Xbox Series X. All right, well, this one... This one doesn't count. To be fair, it's been kind of challenging, but you also have told me multiple times... That you could do it, and I just wasn't trying hard enough. Well, you weren't. And you still haven't done it. 
the same day I tried to talk him into getting a buzz cut. He did it, so credit to buzz him. Buzz cut. He got a buzz cut. Looks great. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm the beholder. Uh, now, okay, I'm gonna skip this one and come back to it because it's my favorite. Uh, January seventh, we got into a discussion at it with a coworker about an air fryer. They sound great. I want to get yep. one. You can add this to Ronnie's list by an air fryer. It. You can. Uh, you surprising. This shocked the hell out of me. This guy bought a seventy dollar air fryer on Walmart while we were talking about it. Yep. And then went to an Aldi's, which is a weird store that you've got to like put in coins to use. It's well. it's a crazy place. I'm scared of it. To get a certain type of chicken and make it in the air fryer, he did that. Good for you. I did. It's fucking beautiful sandwiches. And the last one, this is my favorite. He wants to take a typing class. <laughs> <laughs> Which will just would never happen. No, I mean, it could happen. It really it's could. Never gonna... It's probably going to here soon. There's never any time where you're going to be sitting in a alone and go you know what i'm gonna finally sign up for that typing class <laughs> that is the list let me do a final count on all this we got no there's one more that i checked off this weekend ronnie and you better mention it which one Out say of it right now 22 things i don't i'm looking at it which the one? one that i checked off this weekend oh and he he finally okay he <laughs> This one was another long one. This was from back in October 1st. Got caught up in it. Uh, he's got a friend's dad who's been, who he's told me, Chad's told me no less than 10 times that this weekend I'm going to buy that gun. Never did it, and then he finally did it this weekend. Well, it wasn't, it was and, a case and, of... And it's not even getting <clears throat> checked off because on the list it says buy it, you haven't bought it, you're I have borrowing bought it. it. You've sent money. I have sent money to him. Venmo, well, not yet, but. <laughs> hey, you let me shoot it yesterday. I shot it. I enjoyed it. And I said, I'm buying it. He said, cool. Bring well, me the money whenever. I will check it off, when the, off. when the transaction the has been complete. Beautiful 9mm Springfield pistol. Um, As of right I'm war- now. I'm warding off all the ladies that keep coming to, <laughs> that found out my location. From this so as of right now. As of right now, I'll give you a half point for that gun thing. You have not... Uh, That's a full point. No, Screw you have not complete. It says buy gun. You have not bought it. Yes, I you have. You just have it. Four and a half out of 22 items <laughs> has he completed. Five out of 20. Give me the five. No, just give four me and a half. Five. We'll let the Discord decide. Four and a half out of 22. Just terrible. You are the worst. You suck. God, dude. Well, With that being said... This podcast has gone on too long. If you're still listening, we just cherish you so much. This is one of our worst ones. This is definitely our worst podcast yeah. ever. Uh, we just cherish the hell out of you. And we hope that you'll subscribe to us. Please do. We hope that you'll follow us on Twitter at Podcast Chronic. Oh, and then, hey, Discord. This, if, if this is for the guy Discord, on YouTube that playing. said our channel was not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy... He's like, well, it's just called the Podcast Chronicles. Pretty sketchy that it's just uploading your videos. Listen, buddy, I love you to death. As I've discussed before, we are a below-average podcast. No one yep. is like, I'm going to jip their shit and get 200 views. <laughs> I know. And below-average attractiveness. We're below-average everything. Also, if anybody wants to mention in the Discord real quick about my uh, awesome 
you know, straight out of the horse's mouth take. Please just talk about how, like, I caught that metaphor with ease. And he's still just sinking into this mud. Thank you again. We'll talk with you next time. Thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. Love you. Podcast Chronic Twitter. Talk with you next week. And yes, please.